Um, does anybody know what time it is? Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, could you please translate that into God's time? Put that on God's clock or watch? No? Same time? <laughs> Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, says Peter in his second letter, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like one day. So to do a little bit of quick math, one minute is like 1.4 years. Often a sermon minute can feel that long. (laughs) We have a bit of a problem with patience, don't we? Especially at this time of the year. Christmas music starts swirling around us weeks, more than a month before Christmas. Advent calendars start before the beginning of Advent. The seasonal sentiment swallows us up in this strange little moment and sucks us out of God's larger time. We want to hurry up and just get to that day where we can open presents and give presents and eat a lot of food and cookies and pies or just sleep in and watch some corny movies. What does it mean to put ourselves in God's sense of time? What even is God's sense of time right now? We've all been in those moments of our own personal lives, and we've all seen those moments in the life of the world where we cry out, God, hurry up. Now would be a good time for you to reveal yourself and your justice and your glory. Surely now would be a good time to make your kingdom come. God, now would be a good time to see your mighty arm, as Isaiah prophesies to see you feeding your flock, to see you gathering your lambs, to see you carrying them in your bosom. Because we've got some ideas of how you could or should be doing that. Oh, how we long for God's mighty arm to come and rule the earth, for God to lead his flock like the great shepherd of the sheep, to gather all his lambs, to carry all of us in his bosom. Oh, how we long for God's loving kindness in times of conflict amongst the nations, in times of lost leadership at so many levels, in the times of the desert wilderness in which we find ourselves waiting for God's ultimate revelation, God's ultimate sign that God is, in fact, with us, that God, yes, loves us, God will never leave us. No, the Lord is not slow about his promise, says Peter in his second letter, as we often think 
of slowness. And the more we realize that God is always with us and that God always loves us, the more we're set free from our little sense of time and we begin to see God's time. We begin to forget about that linear sense of time where we move from a point A to directly to a point B. And we begin to see that in point alpha, there is also point omega. That in God's beginning is also God's completion and perfection. We begin to see that God's time isn't so much about particular seasons and holidays so neatly fixed on a calendar. It's not about God's second hand ticking around in a circle, but God's time is unbound movement, like that outpouring of God's love that always has been since before time and creation that outpouring of God's love that still is and will always be. And that, isn't that God's good news? Like the Gospel of Mark reminds us today in that opening, with this succinct reminder, here is the good news that the prophets have proclaimed, that we're baptized by the Holy Spirit in this life of turning to God who has always been there and is always waiting for us so patiently more than we're waiting for God. The good news that one is coming to realize fully God's patience and bring us into God's time. The beginning of the good news. This beginning of the gospel. Here is where the good news begins. So where does the good news end? Of course, it doesn't. We're wont to think of things as humans, again, in that linear sense of beginnings and endings, starts and finishes, births and deaths. But God's good news doesn't end, it merely comes to a completion in the Christ, and then it just keeps going. That is the glory of God, God's infinite goodness and outpouring of love. The good news is not just finished in the incarnation of the Son of God and this Jesus of Nazareth, the good news is that perpetual movement of life and love, through love and towards love. The good news is that way of love, that being of love. Like John the Baptizer, even in all his craziness, his eccentricities, clothed with his weird stuff like camel's hair, a leather belt around his waist, the strange diet of locusts and wild honey. But his beingness of that voice calling out in the wilderness, like Isaiah prophesies, making in the wilderness that highway for our God.
John was co-laboring and co-operating with God to make straight that highway in the wilderness for our God. Not just rolling over, trying to get out of the way, but actively, joyfully, crazily taking part in God's work. However that may take shape of valleys being lifted up and mountains and hills being made low. God's work of uneven ground being made level, of rough places made plain. This preparation for the way of our God and God's world. Maybe it looks like something as simple as the roughness of a new and unfamiliar place, like a church with its mysterious sacraments, being made plain by a friendly invitation or a warm welcome at the door. Or maybe it's something as complex as the uneven ground of our communities around us being made level by anti-racist activism and work led by our racial justice initiative or our refugee resettlements. However, that work of making the highway for our God takes shape, then, even if just little by little, the glory of God shall be revealed, like Isaiah says, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Okay, if one minute is like 1.4 years, I think my 20 years are up. <laughs> Friends, Advent is this coming of something. So what is coming? This is the Advent, the coming of something, the dawn of good news. May we not just as we approach one of our most holy days, but may we throughout our entire lives prepare for the good news, hope for the good news, receive that good news of God, that good news that God is always with us, that God is always speaking and always loving always creating within us and without us. In the wilderness, whatever that wilderness, the wilderness of our families, our world around us, our jobs, our own hearts and minds, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make straight in the desert a highway for our God.